Prospect Pipeline. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Prospect Pipeline here on the Flyers Broadcast Network. This is the free training camp edition as rookie camp is just about ready to get going at the Flyers Training Center in Voorhees. I'm Brian Smith. Bill Meltzer is with us as well. And, Bill, it is that time of year. The ice is going in, uh, and Wells Fargo Center anyway. It's always in a Voorhees. But uh, we've got fresh ice downtown Philly. We've got players coming to South Jersey, and it's uh, uh, getting exciting again. We've got uh, lots to look forward to, I think, this year across the entire organization. But uh, first thing we're going to see is uh, some of the younger players come on out and uh, got some guys fighting for some jobs, maybe. Uh, we've got some guys fighting for contracts, anyway. And uh, some other guys just getting a little bit of an extra tune-up for uh, for main camp, which will open in another week or so. So uh, for, first off, I guess, what's your impression of the rookie camp that's coming in and uh, some of the storylines we might be following over the course of the next few days? Well, this year's rookie camp, first of all, it's the first rookie camp in two calendar years, so it's nice that it's back. Um, you know, there wasn't one that last season because of the abbreviated NHL camp and the pandemic. So uh, first first rookie camp since 2019. So that that's really that's really nice. Um, you know, this year there's a I remember two two years ago, you know, the the all the talk in rookie camp was about Bill Faraby and Morgan Frost and to a degree also Isaac Ratcliffe um, this year. You know, Frost is back, of course, and uh, and Ratcliffe is there. But you also have Cam York is there, and, and Tyson Forster is there, and uh, Samu Tuomo is there. So you have guys who picked in the real high end of the draft, the last few drafts. Um, you know, you have guys who are like like Wade Allison and maybe Tanner Lazinski too, who are, are knocking on potentially making the opening night NHL roster. So they have they have a lot to play for as well upcoming, and also. You know, this year you ha- you see the return of uh, our rookies game. There's actually two of them against the Rangers rookies that are, that are coming up this weekend. And uh, those are always very competitive. I mean, the players want to put their best foot forward. And also for the, you know, the Flyers have, have done these rookie games previously. This is the first time they've done two of them. So, um, you know, previously they played the Islanders. Or they would they were playing the Devils rookies. But this is the first time you have back-to-back games, so that's uh, that's an interesting twist to it this year as well. Um, so it'll, some great opportunities for young players, really, really to set the table for uh, for the start of NHL camp. And then there are always the storylines also of the um, free agent in- invited players who are on tryouts or trying to get NHL contracts. You know, this is that's how Igor Zamula, for example, got an NHL contract a few years ago, or, or before that, Phil Myers, or before that, um, Mike Hoffman was here in our 2008 rookie camp and did not get an NHL contract. But that was the start of a really big year for him that resulted in him getting picked in the NHL draft the following June by Ottawa. And of course, he's gone on to have you know, a really good NHL career elsewhere but it, it's really uh so really there, there's a whole lot of things to track and then just a couple of a couple of days and on ice camp and the, the rookie games and then there's a lead into the main camp so there's no you know nobody's going to win a, an NHL job out of rookie camp or wouldn't you know or, or really vault up the uh the depth start but it is a it is a jump off point to uh to what's to come when the NHL players get on the ice 
Yeah, one of the things you mentioned there was the, the two games, and that is uh, one very interesting aspect of this camp. As you said, usually there's one game at the end of the camp. It's a chance for guys to, to get out there and um, you know kind of hit for real because especially the physical guys, you know, they want to be able to show the physical side of their game, but they don't want to do it against their own teammates. And especially with the younger guys, sometimes you get a little bit of holding back in that regard. And when you get to the game, they can – go full out and, and do whatever they want. But at the same time, in your first game, especially in the first period, a lot of times there's there's a little bit of jitters. And now they have an opportunity to to do a two-game schedule, meaning they can, you know, maybe get a little bit of the jitters out in, in game one. And then, uh, you know, then the very next day, same opponent. So you know how those games go. Even at the rookie camp level, they probably develop a little bit of animosity. Uh, so I'm very interested, especially to see how that second game plays out for some of these guys. Sure. And, and usually the, usually the rookie game is because the players want to impress, you know, usually very physical games. And, uh, you know, it's not so much, it's not so much the final score. That's really the, the important part of it. It's really as to, to who stands out. And also you have one of these games being played you know, under road conditions. So they'll be played at the Rangers training center and one will be played in Voorhees too. So it's a, it's the kind of the home and home effect to it as well. And, uh, you know, there, there will be some guys that will that will be their, their last opportunity, um, you know, before they go back to their junior team or whatever. So they really want to they really want to make those days count. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, you, you've looked at this this roster and there are, again, some some guys that were uh, hoping to make impressions. Uh, I know we just talked to uh, with uh, Chuck Fletcher and Brent Flair a little bit ago and and you specifically referenced some guys in the past, like Phil Myers, who have come into these camps as, uh, you know, free agents, just camp invites and earn themselves a contract. And especially in the case of Phil, um, you know, has, has now earned himself an NHL living, even though it's not here in Philadelphia anymore. Um, some of the guys that have that opportunity we saw during development camp, uh, who stood out to you back then as some guys that might uh, be able to play for something at this rookie camp? Yeah, I mean, you have... Uh... A couple of eighteen-year-olds who who passed through the draft this year, uh, J.R. Avon is the guy I looked. I looked at even before he came to the uh, to the camp. Really, the reason he was not drafted this year was pretty much only because there wasn't an OHL season. He, he was shaping up to be a guy who was going to go somewhere by the middle rounds. Then there was no OHL season at all, so he he passed through the draft. Um, you know, he to me to me he's a really interesting guy. Uh, Ethan Burrows and and Nolan Richie are there as well. Now Richie's a year older, um, but I mean, I I think a guy like Avon, you know, is a guy who if if he's not signed now would be a guy I think will be talked about for for next year's draft. Burrows as well. I said Richie's already been through a couple of drafts here, and then there are the, the couple twenty year old defensemen, and in, in their case, Schmeeman uh, and uh, and and Vandalist of players who. Maybe they maybe or maybe not get uh, entry level contract. They're also in the running potentially for you know a, a, a minor league deal that would sign for the Phantoms or even for the for the Reading Royals potentially. Um, but I, I think the guys who uh, who passed through a draft and and really for whatever reason, whether it was due to injury or in this case the lack of a season, um, you know, it, it's really it's really a, a great opportunity for them as to. Whether they'll be signed or not, I don't know. Um, Brent Flair had indicated, hey, well, they'll get a chance in camp here. There were a couple guys who came in in, in really good shape and 
you know, showed well in development camp. So, but to me, a guy like Avon will be a guy to watch in, in the upcoming days um, because once you send him back to his junior team, um, then uh, he, he's fair game in another draft, in another draft year. You know, maybe if you go ahead and you draft him in a year, but he, but he's you know, he's fair game for anyone in the league. Now, I only have an amateur, maybe a little bit of an advanced amateur understanding of this, but um, the the Flyers, one issue they have is, is contract space, I believe. Uh, last I checked, I think they were at their 50 contract limit, which is an NHL limit. Um, what, uh, what, what can be done if they decide, okay, we want to, uh, you know, sign one of these guys up. Uh, what, what happens from there? Well, you have a you have a couple of options. Um, it's fifty, but but players who are who are eligible under the slide rule to go uh, be assigned to back to their junior teams, you know, or in, in some cases like the the AHL. So so let's say uh, so let's say it's you you keep you can keep the tryout players around um, up to up to the point you have to set your rosters. So let's say that a, a slide rule player or two goes back to his, his junior team. That opens up a contract spot for the season. Those guys would slide too. You know, they, they would be signed and then sent back. So they wouldn't they wouldn't count against your fifty contracts for the season that way. But uh, I mean, that that's one way to do it. I mean, ultimately, you know, ultimately, I think the Flyers, if they could, would like to create a little bit of cap space anyway by opening night. Not that they, not that any of the tryout players are going to. Or somebody off of off of that, you know, off the roster there. But I think that, but I think that to go into the season, the Flyers might have an extra spot anyway. At some point, that that might be a storyline for for main camp. But anyway, there 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 are ways with uh, with a slide rule where you have uh, a, a player you could sign, send to his junior team, and it won't count against the fifty. So another thing that was touched on in uh, Chuck and Brent's press conference was the um, you know the depth of the organization as a whole. And the fact that some of the depth veteran signings that they were able to make um, later in the summer gives them a little more flexibility in terms of not having to rush any of their young kids. Um, you know, the, the specific names mentioned, Morgan Frost, Cam York, guys like that. Um, you know, those who were, uh, you know, perhaps, I guess, well, in the case of Morgan Frost, he was on the opening night roster a year ago. Um, Cam York was was still in college, but I, I believe had he not been, he would have been on, on the opening night roster given the, the flyer situation last year. Now they don't have to worry about that as much. Um, they, they have some, some veterans that they can uh, kind of, you know, bounce back to before they have to go down to the farm system. I'm, I'm curious your thoughts on what that does for guys like Morgan Frost, Cam York, uh, Tyson Forrester, younger guys uh, who are going into this camp now, um, with, uh, you know, obviously those guys want to get to the NHL as soon as possible, but it's better for the organization if they maybe get a little more seasoning in the long run. Sure. And, and every case is, every case is a little bit different, you know, with, with Morgan, um, you're, as you said, he did, he did earn a spot in the opening night roster last year. Then he had the shoulder injury in the second period of the second game of the season. So really Morgan has played in, in one and one third competitive games, Going back to the the stoppage in in March of 2020, you know he was uh, he was uh, a black, one of the black aces in in, uh, in the bubble. So he was practicing with the team, and he, of course he he was a he had a good camp last year. But it's not the same as playing in competitive games. So you know really it's been Morgan's had one complete hockey game going back to March 2020. 
So I think I think unless Morgan just really knocked it out of the park in in camp this September, it makes sense for him to start the season in the in the AHL. Now, of course, Morgan did make the AHL All Star game as a rookie um, two seasons ago. He has played some NHL games. He did score in his first two NHL games. And his rookie year was, as you would often expect with a player his age, you know, um, pretty inconsistent. But he, he had a lot of highlights along the way, too. I, I think Morgan, if he plays his cards right, has a good solid camp, a good start to the American League season, you know, then when there is an, inter- an injury opportunity or just based on performance, it's, a, it's an ongoing competition throughout the season. Um, last year in camp, the Flyers did try Morgan a little bit on a wing, so that's a that's a possibility. And you know, if there's not a center spot for him, maybe he does come up playing a wing. Although I think the preference is that is that he plays center. Um, so you know, the presence of, of Derek Broussard, who can, and Broussard can also play wing too. So he, he's a guy you might move if Morgan plays to a certain level. You know, I think that it's uh, it doesn't it doesn't help his chances for making the opening night roster. But it certainly doesn't preclude him from winning a spot on the team over the course of the season and hopefully taking, making the most of that and sticking at the NHL level. Um, with, with Cam York, I mean, Keith Yandel is here, so probably uh, probably that does mean that, that York starts at the American League level. He only played in a couple of NHL games at the end of last season. He still is only 20 years old. Um, he will absolutely be up at the NHL at some point. Whether that's due to an injury again, or, or you know, maybe maybe there's a veteran who's struggling, and you want to take a look at at York for a few games, uh, or or Zamula. I mean, Zamula's a guy who has only one pro year of experience. So those guys really are trying to to set the tone for taking their shot at the NHL roster. If not for opening night, then then for the course of the season, working their way up to the you know to the the big team. And in Forrester's case. You know, there's also, I mean, I think he will be in the AHL this year. Um, the rules will allow that. where He can slide to the AHL for another year. The AHL is going to be a tougher league this year than it was a year ago, um, just because of the fact there's no taxi squad this year. So a lot of those guys who are kind of on the veteran guys who are on the, the bubble between the NHL and the AHL, who at the American League level tend to play at the upper end of the lineup in the, in the NHL, have the versatility to where there maybe are, are bottom six forwards. Well, they're back in the AHL this year, a lot of these guys. So it's, it's a tougher and deeper league. Um, so it's a challenge for the guys who are going to be in the AHL level, like, like, like a Forrester, um, to, to show that, you know, the fact that they held their own or more than held their own at the American League level can carry over to when the league will be a tougher and deeper league. So it, it's an ongoing thing. You might start with a certain depth chart, but it, it doesn't. It doesn't finish that way. It so often ends up, Brian, as you know, that you end up looking back on who were the standouts in camp um, way back in September, by the, the midseason or or the latter part of the season, and it, it feels like a distant memory. You know, you have guys who who step up sometimes, rookies, and win jobs on uh, the opening night roster. You can look at uh, Carson Torinsky or or Connor Bunneman just uh, two seasons ago. Or the year before that, it, it was uh, Mikhail Vorobiev. But the, their season as a whole maybe didn't match what they, they did in camp. So, you know, there, there's impressing in camp, but there's also sustaining what you do in camp 
when the bar is raised because it's only going to get tougher when the NHL guys are, are are actually playing in season in camp. The NHL guys are getting into shape and getting ready for opening night, and then once the bell rings on opening night, the bar is raised even another notch higher. And and finally, just to wrap up this particular uh, conversation, I'm curious as to your thoughts on how everybody is going to look in this camp being now basically 15 months before we've, uh, or since we've had any sort of normalcy in the hockey world. Um, hopefully this camp is the start of uh, return to normalcy in the hockey world uh, for the most part. Um, but uh, you know, some of these guys have been playing in uh, situations where they played maybe, you know, 20 games last year, 30, if you will. Um, some of the guys uh, had, had less than that. Um, some guys came off of a, uh, a first NHL season maybe that, uh, you know, definitely wasn't, um, you know, what they hoped it would be. Um, what, what are your thoughts on, on what these camps will look like? Is it going to take some time to get guys wheels under them, if you will, or is it going to be kind of the opposite effect and that these guys have been uh, so far removed from being back to normal that uh, they're going to be raring to go. Yeah, I, I think in rookie camp, everybody's raring to go. And um, even though the drills will go faster, there'll be less standing around. There'll be more of a, it'll be more akin to the NHL camp than, than we saw in development camp because in development camp, it still is about instruction and, you know, that, that kind of thing. Um, but so that was kind of a precursor to rookie camp. So it'll be, a, it'll be a little different, a little more intense, a little faster paced. But I think that, uh, I think that and Chuck, Chuck Fletcher just alluded to it in his press conference. You know, players today are much more aware of things such as off-season training, um, not just the skating part of it, but the working on the gym, the nutrition part of it. You have to be ready to hit the ground running pretty much in day one. And if you're not, you're going to end up, you're going to end up uh, behind the pace and you won't last very long in, the, in an NHL camp. So those players have to come in ready to go conditioning wise. So I, I would expect that, uh, you know, I, I would expect actually they're, they're physically ready to go and, and emotionally too, you're getting back you know, to more, to more of a normal routine too. So I think that's a, that's a weight off of everybody's shoulders, honestly. Well, we're certainly looking forward to this camp here coming up, uh, starting later this week, the, uh, Guys will be on the ice for the first time on September the 16th. There are, again, two uh, rookie games planned for this weekend, Saturday and Sunday. Saturday's game is going to be uh, at the New York Rangers practice facility in Terrytown, New York. Sunday's game is going to be at Flyers Training Center in Voorhees. So uh, we, we don't have a ton of information finalized yet just as far as coverage of these games is concerned. But if you stay with us at uh, PhiladelphiaFlyers.com, and via our Flyers social networking channels, uh, Twitter, Facebook, what have you. Uh, those um, updates will be issued as soon as they are finalized, and we'll, uh, um, before we know it, be back into main camp, which will hit on the ice on the first time on September 23rd. Bill and I will be back uh, with more heading into that camp. Broadcasters Roundtable is going to be wrapping up a, a, a first edition as well, and we've just got a lot ahead. So, Bill, excited, uh, glad to be going again here, and looking forward to it. That'll do it for this edition of Prospect Pipeline. We will uh, talk to you again soon here on the Flyers Broadcast Network. The preceding program is an original production of the Flyers Broadcast Network. You can find this and other programs available on demand at flyersbroadcastnetwork.com.